So here's a confession. I have only read about four books for the entire 2022. I am in a complete and utter reading slump. You have too many books in your house. Your TBR pile is out of control, but you still want to buy another book. And I'm here to tell you, it's okay to buy another book. Hey everyone, thank you so much for tuning in to episode 2 of It's Okay to Buy Another Book. I'm your host, Angela Hilario, and I would usually say that I am a fellow bookworm, but I honestly have not been reading a lot lately. You know how it is, life gets in the way, and also like I just don't have a lot of motivation to read which is not really an ideal situation to be in when you have a literary podcast. But I thought I would take it as an opportunity to talk about how to get out of a reading slump. And you might be asking, well, Angela, you just said that you are in a reading slump and you're not really exactly out of it. So how are you going to advise me to get out of a reading slump? Well, well, dear listener, I will tell you that I am actually very, very skilled in getting myself out of reading slumps. It's it's staying out of the reading slump that might be for someone a little bit more skilled than I am. Love on the Brain by Allie Hazelwood. And I got it from Target. It was 20% off. And the reason why I got it was because I absolutely loved, 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 loved The Love Hypothesis. Um, I read that. That was the first book I read in this year. And I read it in like two days. It was so good. Um, I have, I'm not really, um, I haven't really read a lot of romance novels, um, but the love hypothesis in particular was just so good. Number one, <laughs> I would say the reason why I started reading The Love Hypothesis was because I heard it was a Kylo Ren fan fiction. And if you don't know Kylo Ren, Kylo Ren is a character in the Star Wars universe, the Star Wars sequels. And that character is played by Adam Driver. Yes, you probably, if you are a good friend of mine, you don't even have to be a good friend of mine. You just just stumbled upon my Instagram one day, you would know that I am obsessed with Adam Driver. So of course I had to read that. And of course I had to pick up Love on the Brain. I think Love on the Brain is very similar to the Love Hypothesis. So one thing about Ellie Hazelwood is that she, I think she does have her own PhD in science. I'm not really sure, but I know that she works in the field that she writes about. So she usually writes about um, characters that are scientists. And this one, um, Love on the Brain, is about a woman who works in NASA. And she meets a guy. And of course, you know, love ensues. So I'm really excited. I am actually going to read this. I'm going to try to read this by the end of this year. Maybe it could be the last book I read of this year. Just to make it nice and 
circular that I started the year off with an Allie Hazelwood book and I will end the year with an Allie Hazelwood book. Another book that I got, speaking of Star Wars, because we're always speaking about Star Wars here, I picked up my very first, well actually no, that's not true, this is not my very first Star Wars book, um, but it's been my very first Star Wars book in quite a while since middle school actually, and it's called Lost Stars by Claudia Gray. So if you're not a Star Wars fan, you're probably like, girl, please, can I skip this? Don't skip this because you probably are going to be interested in it because it's about star-crossed romance, um, sort of like a forbidden love kind of thing. And I've heard only good things about it and I can't wait to read it. It's pretty big, it's pretty chunky, um, but I am excited to read that. The third book that I wanted to talk about that I picked up, I've already started reading it and I've been highlighting it like crazy, acting like I'm about to take a test on it. It is so, so good. It's called The Defining Decade, Why Your 20s Matter and How to Make the Most of Them Now by Meg J. PhD, so Dr. Meg J. The reason why I picked this up is because as someone who is in her late 20s, I've... I do a lot of like reflection on whether or not I've really lived out my 20s. Um, it was definitely a decade full of lessons and experiences, but the personality that I have and the way I think, I always love to make sure that I take the most out of any experience that I've had. So I'm always trying to wonder what more can I do, especially I'm about to enter the last year of my 20s very soon. <laughs> It hurts to say that but um a lot of my friends I would recommend this book to my friends because even though I've only read about like 30 pages of it I just it's gold I just know it's gold so I've been like recommending it to my friends and they're like well girl I'm already like I'm already in my I'm already 29 like I don't I don't need to know about my 20s but I beg to differ because this this book is talks more about how we can make how we can think about ourselves, about our jobs, about our pursuit of relationships, about our our place in society nowadays, um, and how society values the youth more than older people, even though we should be valuing older people more because they are the ones who have lived through it all. I loved <laughs> this is gonna this is gonna sound like like so like I don't know corny or I don't I don't even know the word but I love listening and talking to people who are much older than me because I just have so many questions I want to ask what what do you think I should do what like what like I it's almost to the point where I don't know what to do with myself and I just want someone to tell me what to do but um, I hope I can get those answers from this book so that's The Defining Decade, Why Your 20s Matter, and How to Make the Most of Them Now by Meg J. PhD. Also, here's a little side note. Whenever I pick up like a self-help book or, you know, those, those books that are meant to help you improve your life, improve your habits, and etc, etc, I always try to make sure that the author is someone with who, with 
a knowledge or a background that matters. A lot of these like self-help books are written by like these random influencers <laughs> with like no background, no, you know, like it. It's hard. It's tough to say like yes, you are valuable no matter what educational background you have. But when it comes to talking about a topic, I would rather stick to someone who's been through school, been through studying, got their degree, and is has their own practice. So when I saw that this was written by an actual clinical psychologist and how she took all of her research and her time in her private practice, I just knew that this information would have been of more value than of someone who didn't have that background so that's just me (laughs) I know you're probably like oh my god that's so elitist of you because not everyone can but you know it's just it's good to like these degrees do have value Um, people who study and people who work and practice what they study they they're just they just have more experience than someone who doesn't have that so my take but before we get into the main topic of the day I just want to talk about a little bit of some books that I have bought because yes even though we're in reading slumps we're still buying and accumulating books and that is the title of our podcast it's okay to buy another book and I also want to talk about some movies that I've scene and yeah just some basic art stuff so moving on to some films that i've seen recently both of these films i i think there's two films in particular i've seen a lot of movies lately um, but there's two movies in particular that i wanted to talk about the first one is barbarian it's a 2022 american horror film written and directed by zach kreger and it stars Regina campbell bill skarsgård and justin long <laughs> and i i'm not really much of a horror moviegoer um a lot of horror movies stress me out to the point where i would have to look up the plot on wikipedia while i'm watching it because i'm like oh my god is this person gonna die what is gonna happen i get really stressed out and i get really scared by loud sounds um so i'm not really much of a horror movie person um but i do enjoy it here and now and i did really really enjoy barbarian i thought it was so well done so the premise starts off i think going into this movie it's better to go into it without really knowing a lot about the plot because it just takes so many turns that you're not really expecting so going into this movie i did already know that the premise starts off with a woman who books an airbnb and when she tries to unlock the door she's not able to find the key but then she finds out that the room has been double booked already um by bill skarsgård (laughs) who by the way just like like side note i personally just thought bill skarsgård was so hot in this movie but only because he reminded me a lot of hayden christensen aka the dude who played anakin skywalker in star wars so i I know I, i mentioned star wars too much in this podcast but that I promise is that's the last that's the last time I'm gonna mention Star Wars in this particular episode. So Baran, I just thought that it was so well done. Um, 
the cinematography, the writing, the acting. And it's so hard to talk about this movie, about why I like this movie in particular, because it would spoil everything. But go see it. I highly recommend it, especially now that it's fall and it's like the Halloween season. So go see Barbarian. The second movie that I wanted to talk about is also made in 2022. It's called I Love My Dad, written and directed by James Morosini, and it stars Patton Oswalt and James Morosini. Um, so <laughs> where do I begin with this movie? It's a comedy, very cringe. <laughs> so the premise of this movie, um, Patton Oswalt plays a father, James Morosini plays his son, and Pan Oswald has a very difficult time reaching out to his son because his son sort of blocked him out of his life because he thinks his father is very toxic. Um, their relationship is not healthy for him, so he decides to block his father on not only on his phone but also on his Facebook. So Pan Oswald gets an idea from his friend. His friend tells him when his girlfriend blocked him, he created a profile to be a completely different person. Um, so that gives Pan Oswald an idea. He he creates a profile based on this waitress that he met who was very friendly. Befriends his son on Facebook, but then his son um, falls in love with this persona that Pan Oswald creates. So basically he's like catfishing his son. It's so cringe. It's so like, there's a lot of moments where you're like, wow, they really went there. Um, but it's it's really heartfelt. It's very it was very um, touching and it was very it was there were a lot of parts that were really funny. So and another interesting fact about this movie is that James Morosini actually wrote this based on his own life. Like his father actually catfished him, <laughs> and um, and I just thought that was really interesting that he would not only write and direct this movie but he was also playing himself quote-unquote in this movie um it's really good it's called i love my dad and i would highly recommend that movie as well so on to the topic at hand how to get out of a reading slump as i've mentioned before i am a professional at getting myself out of a reading slump but staying out of the reading slump is like a whole other story but we can still talk about that so when I was younger, I would read until I went blind. Like there were so, so many things that I wanted to read. And the when I look back at those days of how I read a lot more than I do now, yes, I had less responsibilities back then. The only responsibility that I have was school. I didn't have to worry about paying my paying my rent, paying my bills. Um, I didn't I, I didn't really have much of a social life back then. Not that I have a lot of social life now, but um, like life was a little bit more simpler back then. But the main thing was that there were less distractions than there are now. When I was younger, I didn't have a phone. I didn't have YouTube. I didn't have... I'm really dating myself, actually. YouTube was not invented when I was younger. Um, <laughs> so there was no YouTube. There was no Netflix. Um, I think nowadays, it's so much harder to get out of a reading slump or to get motivated to read when there are just a lot more mindless activities that you can do that require no 
thinking, no effort. And reading is one of those activities that you have to put some effort in. You have to read, you have to imagine, you have to pay attention. And attention span is something that has decreased over the years thanks to social media, thanks to clickbaits, thanks to, you know, instant gratification and everything. So right now it's just really, really hard to get out of a reading slump or to get motivated to read. But I do have some tips that have helped me and hopefully it will help you as well. Tip number one is set aside a specific time in your day that you can read and make sure it is very short. Now, you might be asking, why should it be very short? It's because you wanted to make it seem in your head that it's not much of a big effort coming from you. And you might be thinking, I want to set aside one hour a day to read. And I'm and I want to tell you that one hour nowadays and the way that our attention spans are working, one hour is too much. And you in your head it'll come off like that's that's too much effort. I'm not even gonna try. That's why you should set aside, I would say, five minutes. Five minutes I am going to read, but I'm gonna read every single day for five minutes. And you might be thinking, well, five minutes isn't enough. Like five minutes is just like, what can you do in five minutes? Well, five minutes is a lot more than zero minutes. Then zero minutes is what we're currently at. But the thing with setting very, very small goals, small but consistent goals, I should emphasize, is that some days you might just read five for five minutes. But again, five minutes is a lot more than the zero minutes that we are in now. Second, there are days when you probably can read more. You're in the groove already. You're in your five minutes. You're like, you know what? I'm going to read for five more minutes or and then it will turn into 10 more minutes. Soon you'll be reading a lot more than you would normally do, which is zero minutes. So some days you're you're not going to do that. You're going to be tired. You're going to be, you know, bored or you're busy, whatever. But that's the beauty of setting small goals, but small consistent goals, meaning that you're going to do it every single day for five minutes. Make sure you set small but consistent goals. The second tip that I would have for getting yourself out of a reading slump is getting a Kindle. Now, a lot of people might be anti-Kindle or anti, you know, non-paper format, but the reason why I, I recommend a Kindle and and it doesn't even have to be a Kindle if you're like anti-Amazon. It could be a Nook reader. It can be your iPad. Although I don't really recommend reading on your iPad because for me personally, my eyes just really hurt and I just get really dizzy when I read off an iPad. Kindle for me is such an is such a great e-reader because it adjusts to the light. It's compact. It's easy to use and it's pretty simple. All you have to do is tap your screen to change the page and that actually motivates me a lot to read because again the way that my at least my kindle i don't know if kindles have changed <laughs> once again i'm dating myself because my kindle is really really old and i don't know what you young kids are using now but on my kindle there's not that many text on my like for one page uh, i guess that's just the way that i put my settings 
And the reason why I do this is because it's a lot more motivating to like get through pages a lot more quicker. So it's like you're building a momentum rather than you have a lot to read on one page and you're like stuck on this one page and you're like, oh my God, I've been on this one page for like 10 minutes. <laughs> I'm never going to finish this book. Um, and I do that a lot for heavier books too, um, such as 11, <laughs> 11, whatever, 63, the book by Stephen King that I've talked about um, in the last episode that I still have not finished yet. But I do think that reading on a Kindle is a great way to get out of a reading slump because it's just a lot more, a little bit more motivating and easier to use. Right now, um, the last book that I've read, I actually finished reading a book yesterday and it's a good seg. I read it on my Kindle, but it's a good segue into my third tip, which is to read what you are interested in now. I don't care what is on your TBR. <laughs> on It's okay to buy another book. We don't care about TBRs. We just pile it on. We, we switch books. We have a low attention span. <laughs> it's okay. We're safe here. Um... But the last book that I read was um, Dave Ramsey's Baby Steps Millionaire. If you don't know who Dave Ramsey is, he's a he's a finance personal finance advisor, um, and I am just right now my mindset is all about my finances. I'm just trying to get my life together now that I'm about to enter my 30s. You know, I just you know I just I'm just so tired of living paycheck to paycheck. So that's what. I'm interested in now. So that's the book that I picked up. And of course, since I'm really interested in it, I finished it in like two days. Um, so yeah, just read something that you're interested in now. If there's something that you're obsessed with, a topic that you're obsessed with, or a genre that you're obsessed with, don't be afraid to neglect your old book. Just read whatever is interesting to you now. And that's another tip that I have is that don't be afraid to just abandon books. Because sometimes if we're reading a book and we don't like it, we're sort of forcing ourselves to finish it, but then we're not reading at all. And that's when the reading slump, I think that's when the reading slumps start. It's when we have no interest in the book that we're reading in currently. Um, another tip that I have, I forgot what number tip this is, but we're just going to go with it. Another tip that I have is to change your setting. If you are not inspired by reading at home, go to a coffee shop and read. If you're not inspired by coffee shops, go to a park to read. Um, change your setting, change your environment, get inspired, and put away your phone. Put it on Do Not Disturb. I know it's very tempting to pick it up, but as I said, since we're reading just for five minutes a day, you can just focus for five minutes, put on your timer, read for those five minutes. Those are all the tips that I have so far. Um, I will let you know if I'm able to get out of a reading slump. 2023 is a new year. Hopefully we can set even larger reading goals nowadays. Um, but yeah. So that's the end of this episode. I promise you that I will try to make a lot more frequent episodes um, and not the months <laughs> between the first and the second episode that we've had. I would hopefully have some guests come on to talk about their favorite books. And yeah, let us let me know what you're reading. I always love book recommendations. Find me on It's Okay to Buy Another Book on Instagram. And thank you so much for listening. And I hope to see you in the next one.